Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Okay, now it gives me the greatest pleasure to introduce David, our first IIC guest, and he's going to lead us in some testimonies. Good morning. Good to see you. I just want to read a, word, a couple of words of scripture before I invite those of you who are coming. I'll remind you who you are so you can start making your way here whilst I read a bit of scripture. So I'm expecting Johnny Barnes, we've got a video clip, Colin Howe, and then Sarah Richardson, if you want to come and line up over here. But I want to read a passage of scripture before we hear the testimonies. We've been doing the Daniel fast, and I don't know if you've read just the part after Daniel fasted. It really stood out to me this morning. It says, on April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning, and his eyes shone like... His eyes flamed like torches, his arms and feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. And then if we go down, verse 10, he was feeling weak and he fainted at the sound of the voice, and then we see, just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So you can insert your name this morning. Whatever your name is, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I've been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayers. And I just want to encourage you this morning that God has come in answer to your prayers. And he wants to encourage you that you're precious to him. So, Johnny, where's Johnny? Johnny? Oh, I shouldn't have called you Johnny. Jonathan. (laughs) Sorry. Forgive me. Thank you very much, David, for that introduction. That's fantastic encouragement to us from God's Word to get us going. Yeah, my, my testimony goes back to week one, and uh, some words from Ephesians 1, and also one of the Beatitudes as well. So two things which really link together. Uh, and I'm going to read part of the uh, verses from the Message Translation, which really, for me, brought it alive afresh. It says, Long before he laid the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. That's just incredible. He had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made holy and whole in his love. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, we are a free people. That's not just barely free, that's abundantly free. That's just brilliant. He thought of everything, letting us in on the plans that he took such delight in making. It's in Christ that we find out who we are, and what we are living for. Designs on us for glorious living. 
I really trust that I'll carry that on now into the rest of this year, just remembering all that God has in mind that he's planned long ago, this abundant life. And then secondly, with the uh, Beatitude, so been so worthwhile over these weeks to spend some time with God in a really concentrated way. And while the Beatitude in the message again brings that out, you are blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He is food and drink in the best meal that you'll ever eat. And again, it's encouragement for me to keep on reading his word and really drinking and eating, as it were, all that God wants to give me. Not just in the Daniel fast, but throughout 2020. And I trust that will be true for all of us. Thanks. Give him a round of applause, Jonathan. We're going to watch a video clip now. I've been reliably informed, so here it is. Right, that last one, God value us, all of us, whatever state we're in. Colin, would you come and share? Hello. Um, hope you can hear me all right, because it's a bit low for me, but never mind. Um, my testimony is, is very much, it picks up from last year in a way, um, because um, last year when we were doing this little bit, Gavin said about social action. Um, and being called to do some more on that. And I said to him afterwards about uh, coming together with the churches and doing that, and the first person I spoke to was Jonathan, who was on before me, which I didn't realise who was going to be. Um, He pointed me in the direction of Chris Hewson, who's probably somewhere around here, and I've also got to meet Liam Rutter. Um, And in doing that, um, we've, we've started getting involved in Route to Freedom, which I think a number of you know, which is about churches working together and churches doing things in social action and we've done a joint service and that's happened during the year so roll forward to this year's January fast and and Sam who was our our group leader in terms of the the fast, he made an observation about how great it was um, with the two churches together when we started this and how knowing people, getting to know people talk to people, finding out interests God making a way, God having a plan that, that you just follow through. And that's what I feel um, was an observation. Um, and I suppose the, the, the Kairos moment to me in that was, actually, I do that reasonably comfortably. I've known Jonathan for a few years. I kind of talked, I know quite a few people in Burlington and talked to them about things. Um, but actually, not everybody does. So I, I just want to say, if there's something that, that's impacted you, if you've got this action thing, if, you know, this planning, this accounting, whatever, it's a thing about sharing. You know, we've all 
realised things during the last month, I would hope. God would have brought stuff to us. We've all reflected on that. We've all thought about it. What would we like to do? It's actually quite easy to go, yeah, that's something that we do in January. It's a nice thing to think about. Um, what I like to think I did from last year and what we want to you know, encourage people to do going forward is just talk to people, find out in the other churches, particularly with the guys in form who are from both churches. I think Tom's the guy from Burlington, um, but there's uh, James and Joe. You know, people can just introduce each other who've got a like mind. Um, and, and that really was, was my Kairos moment, my take from this. Um, if, you, if you do want to talk to me about it or anyone wants to ask afterwards, um, I'd share you um, where a, how we can all fit into being a peloton, which I'm sure most of you don't know what those are, but it's a very relevant thing to the Christian faith, I think. Um, and also that there is somebody within this church who, whenever I come to, always inspires me just by saying hello. Um, anyway, thank you. Thank you, Colin. Come on, Sarah. Good morning. <laughs> um, we had a bit of a rough start to the Daniel Fast. I thought I was due a smooth one. I was wrong. Um, and we started the Daniel Fast with Mark. My husband had a really nasty virus, uh, which he then generously shared to the rest of the family yeah. over the next week. Um, and Joel, our baby, he, he's not a baby, he's nearly two, uh, he got the virus particularly badly and it turned into a vomiting and diarrhea, nasty bug um, thing. So we were, the first week, we kind of lost to feeling unwell. And then... At the end of the first week, Joel was feeling a little bit better. He asked for a bottle of milk. I gave him a bottle of milk. Um, and I'm going to educate you all now. Fact I didn't know, four kids still learning. If you've had a serious tummy bug, you become temporarily intolerant to dairy. So I gave him a bottle of milk. He had a massive allergic reaction to the bottle of milk. And we ended up in hospital in the early hours. Um, Last year, during the Daniel Fast, one of my other children had an appendicitis, and we ended up in hospital during the early hours, and she had an appendicectomy. Now, last year when that happened, I kind of just fell apart. I abandoned the Daniel Fast. I was a bit like, oh, no, I can't do it. Give me cake. And um, this year, I didn't do that, not really for any reason other than I didn't feel the need to. And when I was praying about that, um, Jesus said the words to me, you are stronger than you were last year. So that was really awesome. Um, so Joel was quite poorly. They did a 24 hours of oral treatment, all of which he vomited back up. So eventually they decided that they needed to cannulate him, put a little needle into his veins. Um, but by that point, he was severely dehydrated and his blood sugar level was one, which is crazy, crazy low. Uh, so they couldn't get the cannulas in. Um, so... The nurse tried, and then the senior nurse tried, and then the doctor tried, and then the senior doctor tried. And after six attempts, uh, the big consultant man walks into the room and he says, I will do it. I can cannulate anyone. And I thought, oh, phew, phew, thank goodness. So he starts to try and cannulate him for his foot, um, but he couldn't do it either. So after two tries, they start talking about taking him to surgery and cutting down to the vein. Um, and I didn't know what that meant, but I didn't fancy it. And um, so I said to him, just one more try, let me get people praying. Give it one more try. And he looked at me with sympathy. 
And he said, all right, um, I'll give you one more try. I'll go and get the stuff. You get your people praying. Um, so I did. I texted a few people who I knew would still be up. It was early hours of the morning by then. Um, and I texted people with, the baby's in trouble. Please pray now. Um, and he came in and he looked, he went straight for the left foot that he had previously said was impossible. And he cannulated him just really easily. Just cannulated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he turned around to me and he went, huh, God is good. <laughs> and off he went. <laughs> and I thought afterwards, ah, I probably should have said something there, like giving him a Bible, but I didn't. And I, and I thought, yeah, God, God is good. Um, and that was the start of the turnaround for, for baby Joel. He uh, started to get the water that he needed, the medicines that he needed, dripped into him over the next 24 hours. And he started to recover. And you can see him running around here like a mental thing, like nothing happened now. Um, but through that time... Um, we saw the love of God in many ways. Firstly, Jesus was clearly in the room with us, and he was interceding on Joel's behalf. But secondly, we saw the love of God through God's people. You guys were all awesome. I got so many messages. And one person in particular that I'd asked to pray that evening, he said, I'm going to stay up. I'll sit up and pray another hour. I just want to make sure you're covered. And in the loneliness of the hospital room, that meant so much. <laughs> oh, silly. Okay. Tired. <laughs> so, oh, geez. I, uh, I learned two things in the Daniel Fast this year. One, still teary, but stronger than I was last year. And number two, God is good. Good morning. As you're seated, I'd love the next lot of uh, testimonies to come forward. Are you ready to hear more about what God's been up to? Good. I'm going to invite the Garland family who are going to come um, first just to share. So Joseph and Becky and Dan are going to come up and share together. I'll have an Isaac because he might not help. Go for it, guys. Go stand up. Come on. Hello, everyone. Um, so for the Daniel Fast, we decided as a family that we would give up screens um, and spend more time like with each other and with God. And I feel like we've come quite literally closer together um and yeah it's been a really good experience um yeah um yeah so the previous two januaries we've kind of half done the the um daniel fast um two years ago i was pregnant with isaac and was already giving up lots of things and just thought no i was being sick and just not feeling very well one year ago we were in hospital in and out with isaac and we're obviously not as strong as enough, as strong as Sarah, because I was just like, no, that's a perfect excuse. I don't have to do it. So this year we decided we would do it properly, but we decided that we didn't want to do food, as um, mainly because I'm always putting the boys through various Slimming World and Weight Watchers experiences. We decided <laughs> that actually they have a tough enough time with food as it is. So we decided screen time. I really felt that was something that God was laying on my heart as a family because we. I was just getting annoyed with myself, let alone the boys, in that I'd be watching TV, the adverts would come on, I'd pick up my phone and check Facebook. Um, I'd be checking my phone while I was cooking dinner. The boys would be coming in and talking to me. I was half on my phone, half listening to them. So we decided that that was something we would do as a family. So I took all the apps off my phone and just had my phone like it was 1998, basically. So I I could call people, I could message people, and that was it. 
And actually, it was amazing because I found I wasn't checking my phone at all. I just kept it um, on a shelf in the house and just basically ignored the fact that I had it. And we've done lots of other things in its place. We have... Do you want to say what we've done? Yeah, go on, you can say. Well, we've done some family activities like doing a thousand-piece puzzle. Um, We have also been just saying things to each other and not li- and listening to each other rather than just pointlessly staring at our screens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it hasn't been the easiest three weeks without screens, has it? We've had a few... <laughs> We've had a few grumps and a few falling outs along the way, but we've managed it, we've done it, and this afternoon the boys are having a PlayStation FIFA Fest, um, which they're very excited about. Um, We also, we access the materials um, on and off over the three weeks as well. Um, In September we'd started as a family each breakfast, um, reading the Bible and praying for each other, um, using the Bear Grylls book, Soul uh, Soul Fuel, which is amazing. Um, And then leading up to Christmas, we'd done all the Jesse Tree readings, and so we carried on with the um, Daniel Fast material, and that we found really good as well. Um, Chris, who isn't here this morning, but has just texted me saying he's having the biggest coffee in his car, in the car on the way back from Manchester. He gave up coffee for three weeks, which was a really big deal for him, and he's enjoying that right now. So yeah, we hope, I've decided, I'm using Facebook in a different way now, so I have unfollowed anything that's not relevant. I'm still following anyone that's here, so you're safe, and following um, kind of things that are important, but people that I haven't spoken to for years and those kind of things, I've unfollowed all of those. So actually, my feed is now really relevant and important to me, which I, you know, find um, much better. So, yeah, I think that's that. Thank you guys so much. If I can have Denise and Joe as well come up. These guys, give them a welcome from IIC. That would be great. You guys come and share now. That would be good. You go first. We've got two Joes, so do you want to use this one? Hello, church. Um, just a little uh, word of advice. Don't do what I did last year because I broke the fast with like free bacon sandwiches and I felt ill for about three days, so... But on the topic of bacon, around like November, I kind of, I looked at the Bible and I realized that pork is a dirty meat. And like, that's the reason that God, you know, told the Jews not to eat it. So it's not a sin to eat bacon, but I just personally felt like I should give it up. I also gave up milk in December and my health has improved so much. I also decided to, I'm not completely teetotal, but. I have, like, family members that have alcohol addictions and a few friends as well. And so I'm pretty much teetotal now. As, like, I try and, I'm sort of just trying to, like, show people you don't have to drink. And um, during the Daniel fast itself, I just found that, I'm not going to lie to you, like, it's not like I was walking out of my house and people were just falling down in the presence of God. But, like, I had some really good conversations at work. Like, there's a point when I'm eating with uh, six other teachers and, like, a lot of students. And I just said very vocally, like, I'm doing the Daniel fast. And then people started asking questions. And, yeah, it was just really, like, it was pretty amazing. So, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Thank you, Denise. Come join us. Good morning. God has done great things uh, in my life. 
And um, during, I think it was this, the start of the third week where we were talking about shining as light. Let your light shine. And I happened to share that morning as well as, that Jesus is the light of the world and he has given us that mandate to shine as light. So I was praying. I mean, every morning I would pray, Lord, help me to shine as light today. Help me to represent you well. So there's this person of peace at work when um, I've been having a chat with her sometime October-ish last year. She just stopped me as I was walking in. Oh, Dennis, you are always smiling. What is it? And all that. You're always looking happy. And I use that opportunity to say, oh, it's Christ that makes a difference and all that. So Tuesday morning as I walked in, she said, Dennis, can you please pray for me? And I was like, okay, pray for me. Uh, she just passed her driving, so she needs a car, and she didn't want to go to the dealers alone because she didn't want to be ripped off. She's not that experienced. And she was saying, nobody, there's nobody to go with me, none of my family, my uncle, my auntie, my brother, and my sister. She's much younger. So there's just no one available. Please pray with me that there will be someone available. So I said, okay. So I prayed, Lord, help just to find, her name is Jess, help just to find somebody who will go and get a car for her in Jesus' name. And I said, amen. She said, amen. So Wednesday morning as I was coming in, she was looking so excited. Dennis, guess what? Guess what? I'm getting a car. There's somebody who called me and said they are available to go with me. So I just said, you know, God answers prayers. And above all, he wants a relationship with you. So that sort of opened the door for that. So I thank God for the opportunity to shine as light for him. And as this fast ends, I'm saying, Lord, the fast is ending, but there are some things that I'm going to continue with. There are some habits, there are some rhythms I'm going to continue with. That's the whole essence of the fast. So I've, I've changed, I'm changing more and more into the image of Jesus. And I'm so excited about that. Amen. Thank you so much. And then... Uh, Joe is coming up, uh, our final testimony, but do over coffee, share your testimony with someone, hey? We've all got a story to share of uh, the Daniel Foss, so do make that moment uh, during coffee to share what God's been doing. Thank you. Um, it was two years ago, I remember going forward for prayer at the end of the Daniel Fast service, as I felt so sad that my eldest son had decided not to follow Jesus and stop coming to church. I felt so angry with the enemy that he had stolen him away that I knew I had to dig deep in prayer and claim my boy back for Jesus. I regularly used to pray and sing in my children's rooms. It was one of these times I felt such a strong presence of God as I cried out to him about my lost son. If I could have torn my clothes in two at that point, I would have done. At that moment, I felt an incredible sense of peace and said, Lord, I'm trusting you with my children. Two years later, this Daniel fast, I've been able to celebrate that my eldest son has come back to Jesus, and my other son, James, Thank you. <laughs> and my other son, James, has also given his life to God. Um, whilst they were away at Soul Survivor. So my message today is don't give up hope for your prodigals. Keep on digging into prayer. God is listening. Thank you.
Great job. One of my most memorable uh, moments of the last three weeks is when we gathered one uh, uh, early morning prayer meeting and we gathered all around the, the baptistry pool here, which is kind of in the life of our church and indeed yours to a focal point of people finding Jesus, uh, praying for those that are lost that are on our hearts and praying for the prodigals, those who've known him and walked with him, who, who are not as close as they once were to come back uh, home. And I'm sure you've got many memories as well. Uh, just a couple of things as we uh, bring our time together to uh, a close. The first is to honor those who have worked hard in preparing the material that you have used uh, day by day. The material has been fantastic uh, over these last uh, few weeks. I know Claire for Burlington has worked really hard on uh, a couple of the weeks, and folks from IIC too, David and others as well. So thank you to you for uh, making that making that possible. One or two things just as we close out as things to hold on to that God's been saying and doing that perhaps personally and collectively we're going to take forward into the coming year. One of those things is the praying that we've been doing around that vision, that picture that we've got. The, 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 the picture is not the vision, but the picture illustrates that vision of, of a river that comes out of the altar, out of our worship and our coming together and reaches uh, not just into our own neighborhoods, but reaches right across the town. And as we've prayed and reflected and, uh, and reached out to God for that, a number of themes have come forward. Perhaps Kerry can just highlight a couple of those as we, uh, as we just think about what we're taking hold of into uh, the, the coming year. Yeah, we, we've kind of, lots of times as we've gathered, we've spent time praying and seeking God about this picture that he's given us. And a few things really struck us. Was One in the verses that come with it, it talks about Engedi and Engedi is like God showing off. It's a desert. And in the desert, there's this oasis that has seven waterfalls. I mean, that's just showing off, isn't it? Seven waterfalls in an oasis. It's a beautiful place. And it's this sense of in the midst of what seemingly looks like it can't change. There's this beautiful thing. And really the sense of God saying, that's what this area is. So many people talk about this area in such negative terms. And yet there is such beauty in this area. And so there was that sense of God saying, actually, this will be an oasis, a place where God's presence is. We also thought, spent a lot of time thinking about in the passage in Ezekiel, it talks about standing shoulder to shoulder, the fishermen standing shoulder to shoulder, that sense of actually we're all in this together. And the sense as we work together, as we partner together, actually, good stuff happens. I can do more, but I think we're short of time, so... Brilliant, really helpful. That sense of shoulder to shoulder, and there, there are streams that are going to flow in the desert. And I don't know what you think about when you immediately think about the desert, but those are the places where God uh, wants his river to flow. This, everybody, is the moment you've been waiting for. Would you give a massive, massive welcome to my bishop, your friend, the Reverend Harold Afflew. I don't know what to say. Advance. So I like IAC people to join me. Let's give a great salute to Bishop Simon and Kerry. <laughs> IAC, can we stand and give them a salute?
Okay. One of the things that has really blessed me as we have been together is a sense that when we stand together in unity, the power, there are things that shift when we work together. And what you see is genuine. It's, it's a genuine friendship. We are real brothers. We just have a different mother, but we're really... <laughs> yes. So, honestly, this is a genuine friendship. We, we laugh, we share, we're honest with one another, and for the glory of God. Slap somebody high five and say, together. We're almost, we're almost there. One of the, one of the words that uh, we sense that the Lord's been particularly speaking to us about is that scattering of the seed. Those verses about the sower, uh, I think together both collectively and uh, certainly Kerry and I know Harold and Flo, that, that sense of us being committed together to sow seeds in 2020. And, and there are, yeah, amen. And there are, there are two really important postures about sowing the seed. First posture is this. If you're going to sow seed, you want to sow your seed into good soil because you know that if the soil is not good, you are wasting your seed. You with me? So Father God, give us eyes that are open to see where the good soil is and let's get sowing where there's good soil. But there's another posture that's equally as important for us as we move into this coming uh, 12 months. And that's that the Lord has planted you in all kinds of different places, but the soil doesn't feel very good. Anyone know what I'm talking about? What does it mean for us to pray that the soil that isn't good soil right now will become good soil? And this verse seems to sum up for me uh, and for us everything that we're taking hold of as we move into this next, these next 12 months. This is from Hosea, Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. And I am finishing, Claire, I promise. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. You need to write it down, get it on your smartphone, look at it now with me. Don't lose this. This is really important. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. 12. So righteousness for yourselves. You are the sower and you are the seed. You with me? You are both the sower and the seed. You sow yourselves into the places where God has planted you. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. And break up your unplowed ground. That's it there, isn't it? Where is the unplowed ground around you that you need to break up in the name of Jesus? Why? For it's time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. Who's in? Who showers his righteousness on you. Now, all of this that we've talked about is something that God does. You cannot break up that soil by yourselves, but prayer is the powerful weapon that sows up, that, that uh, uh, breaks up the unplowed ground. 
We are as a church, and Kerry and I as individuals, are super indebted to you guys at IIC because you bring an anointing and a level of faith when it comes to praying that we do not have, and we are super grateful for the way that you have and continue to invest in us in that area of our journey. In response to that, I know a number of us, so carrying myself, are committing ourselves, our stretch moving forward is to keep praying with you at six o'clock. And this is an invitation to all of you to join with us to keep praying every day that we would sow righteousness and that the Lord would break up the unplowed ground until the shower of his kingdom comes. Claire. Amen. Amen. And as a a way of kind of committing to doing that, can I have every child who's done some drawing to come and stand in a big line? And you need to be really quick. Go, go, go. Come and stand in a big line. Thank you, Sam. Hello, mate. Stand just in front all together. You guys come on over. And if I can ask Heather and James to bring over what we've been creating, I want you guys to all hold it for me, okay? You kind of get what I'm saying. So I might need a bit of help. Guys, all in a line. Come on. James, can you come over for me? That's it. And Isabella. That's great. Okay, right. I'm going to ask one of you to hold one end. Heather, can we get this up, please? And when we kind of got there, I'd like you to give a massive cheer, right? Because what these guys have been doing, there you go, is there were four people they had to color in. One was themselves. One was somebody from IIC they know, one was somebody from Burlington that they know or that they recognized, and somebody that they're praying for to become part of our family this year. And what they've done is create this. Isn't it amazing? Why don't we give them a cheer? Josh, can you try and grab a photo, my friend? Josh, try and grab a photo. You might need to go from the back, mate. Because we're shoulder to shoulder in this, aren't we? We're going to do this together. And on the screen right now is going to be a commitment prayer that these guys have also been colouring in, that we're going to end our service together with. So if we can have the, the screen, please, up on the screen, there should be a prayer. Here we go. Just have a quick glance over it as we come into land. We're going to stand in a moment and together we're going to proclaim this because actually that vision that we've been given, uh, we're going to have to commit to. We're going to have to stand shoulder to shoulder in Jesus' name so that we can live for him and we can see Ipswich changed for him. So are you in? Will you stand with me then? And we're going to read this together. This is our prayer as we move from the Daniel fast and as we step into 2020. And let's do it with gusto. (laughs) Let's do this with gusto after three. One, two, three. Dear God, in 2020, I will commit to seeking you with all my heart, loving you and my family, friends, and all you place in my path. Seeking the kingdom and living in your ways. Being a kingdom people as we gather and scatter. And being bold for you in mission and the adventures you take me on. Thank you for being with me, for strengthening me and guiding me as I live for you. 
Amen. Amen. And Lord, we pray for each other in this moment that you will send us out, that you will unite us together, and that we will do all of this for your kingdom, for yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Rick. I can't get up. Oh, no, I'm stuck. (laughs) There we go. Right. Okay, I made it. Right. Wow, hasn't this been amazing this morning? So good to see everyone here in this opportunity to worship. So we're coming into land, and I think we just need to say a few thank yous. I think thank you to these guys at the front who have been amazing all service. Thank you for the guys at the back, Alice, Jonathan, Francis, Mark, and John. Thank you for the super band. And thank you to Simon, Harold, David, and Claire. And Bubble, thank you, God. Isn't this amazing? And Heather and James with the kids. Thank you so much. So, Kerry, lead us in our last song of worship. Thank you.